Cody wants to go. She wants to go play force. So I want to go play football, I, actually. I wanna... <laughs> <laughs> this is some bad. I want to play force. <laughs> Sorry, I want to play football. <laughs> it's January. January's force season anyway. That's true. Um, but for our listeners, we were having such a good conversation off the record that we just decided. I made the executive decision. Tries out, so I'm executive producer yep. of Sandcast today with <laughs> Tony Rodriguez. Heck yeah. And we were just talking about the college football national championship game, which by the time that this podcast comes out will be over. But um, so there's four. Any sp- bets on who wins? So I was looking at the lines today because I can't. I'm going to the game and I can't attend the game without betting. It's just it's just because I don't care about either team. It's just you got to make it interesting. And so George, you know, someone is here for George is favored by twelve and a half, which is a massive amount of points. Yeah. And then the under the over under sixty three, which is also a lot of points. And so I don't know. But I'm I say go for the underdog. I'm currently $119 in the hole to my friend from last weekend, so I need to bet $120. bucks. i am doubling down. Double down. <laughs> Double down. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know. I forgot it was tomorrow. Yeah. Everyone's all like, we're trying to figure out our day tomorrow because it's, well, it's this will be rain. The rain has been an issue yeah. for us in California to play volleyball. Yeah. But Which yeah. I'm cool with it. In the offseason, because I'm like, oh, it'll keep me off the sand for a little while longer. That's actually <laughs> what I'm terrified about this forest thing tomorrow is I have not jumped You've since done Central Florida. One You're gonna time. You're going to be amazing. I'm going to be terrible. It's perfect. But, yeah, so this, uh, this force thing that they – ESPN's doing this, like, college game day style uh, tailgate. Yeah. Um, and so I got a call from Madison McKibben, and he's like, we're doing a fours uh, – Mark Palou is building a beach court in front of SoFi. So sweet. And we're doing a fours exhibition. Like, ESPN's going to produce it. I don't think – I don't know if it'll be televised – like Maddie's getting a bunch oh, of get the videographers. Link. Get the and... link. Send the link over. Yeah, I would love to watch that. Actually, it'd be fun. Um, so it, it should be fun. So the guys, it's me, Try, Cam, Casey Patterson, Ed Ratledge, and Salila Tucker, and then the girls are Sarah Sponsel and Therese, Kristen and Taryn, Emily Stockman and Kelly Reeves. Dang. Oh, that's fun. Cool group. It was hilarious when Maddie called me. He's like, "So Delaney, can she pass? Can she move?" Like. <laughs> None of the above. No, no. She's <laughs> out. She's out. <laughs> She's out. She's out. Oh, my God. That's so fun. Wait, so yeah. it's four. Is it co-ed fours? I think so. Oh, sweet. That's yeah. fun. And then you just have people yeah. sub in and out. Yeah, so I think each so team fun. will probably have three guys, three girls. Yeah, and it'll yeah. Just... But we're playing from, like, 12 to 4. Wow. <laughs> it's a lot. Get your reps in. What it's time is the game? What time even is the game? Four. So oh. you're playing up until. Yeah, I think I think that that's our window to yeah. play. Odd. Oh, that's a lot of volleyball. It's a lot, especially when you haven't played in more than a month. <laughs> you're gonna get your reps <laughs> Four in. Four hours. Yeah. You're, after that, you're gonna be ready to go. Yeah, I played oh, a yeah. no jump KOB with Hagen, Jake Urtia, and Andy Benish yesterday, so I'll be primed and ready to go. That's nice. a big thing for the uh, the men's. Evan did that with Mesco and um, yeah. Who else was? I would have to guess Theo. Theo yeah. and this other this <laughs> other. Theo Theo always does There's it. another really tall, super tall guy. I didn't. Spencer Souter, I think, was out that's, there. I think that's what Evan said. Because after me and Mesco survived the surfing, surfing the, um, <laughs> we, like, all the no-jump people were ready to go. Ready to go. We were walking out, and, like, I can't feel anything. <laughs> it's freezing. <laughs> it is freezing, and your body's, like, numb from paddling out. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the men's, 
they're into that that no jump stuff. It's all it's a. It's the best off season thing ever. Yeah. Do women are you guys? Big no. In the We'll do no jump as like warm up. That's I'm like really a big thing. No uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not good. No jump either. Maybe uh, maybe we should do it more. I know yeah, I a big thing right now is just yeah people trying to play fours. That's like obviously. I love fours. Big yeah. co-ed fours, normal fours. fours, but the the um, I don't know if it's does Mesco always set it up or is it Mesco kinda... is the the no jump kingpin. If there's a no jump game happening, he knows about it. He's organizing it. He's, he's organizing betting it. lines on it. Yeah. Chase plays all the time. He does no jump tournaments. Twenty dollars. Yeah. Twenty dollars. Yeah, online. twenty yeah. bucks. I didn't know that either. Evan's like, I made twenty bucks yesterday. And I was like, What? He's like, Oh yeah, we all put twenty bucks in and <laughs> Yeah. So it's it's a big thing. It's like the best way to get touches in the off season. I love fours, but fours still requires jumping. And so I don't right. Fours is more fun than no jump, but no jump is better for me in terms of reps and not hurting what's your what's your plan for uh well after you're gonna you know grind it out tomorrow but yeah what's your plan for this upcoming like when's your like what's your first event training kind of looking like because everyone does it differently and like yeah. i took a month off and i you know it's so i'm so eager to like get back to training yeah. and like jen has us like no jumping like super slow stuff because yeah. we need to kind of start fresh but i'm curious what you're kind of program looks like yeah i don't know because uh we'll have to wait till the avp schedule comes out yeah um because yep. i don't know how much inter- more international stuff i'm gonna do once the kid comes so that's mid yeah that's Maybe mid-april and so there's uh there's two events in mexico one's an elite 16 so i wouldn't be able to get into that but, but the I'll, challenger yeah but i'll probably sign up for the challenger in la paz which i highly recommend have you guys ever been to la paz i did the norsega yeah how cool With is Meg that norsega? it was well it's Amazing. I just am curious how they're if they're gonna do it on the same beach because there was only room for two courts. Yeah. And like a little baby warm court. So I'm I'm curious how they're gonna I'm interested run in that, that too, event. But um tone one, if you haven't done the La Paz Norseca, highly recommend yep. it's the best Norseca it's I've been so to. good. Because the town just shuts down. It's like Mexico's Manhattan Beach Open. Yeah. And Wild. you're sitting there That's amazing. you could you could win like twenty one two. 21-5 over some team that doesn't play volleyball, and you are signing autographs and taking pictures wow. for like an hour after your matches. And so I'll probably try to find someone, maybe like Hagen, yeah. to do La Paz. Let's go play. The but challenger, then, yeah. yeah. But then, I mean, the kiddo is going to come in April, and so I'm just being, I'm <laughs> leaving the schedule open yeah. after that. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. But I think for now, until Miles Partain gets out of UCLA, I'm going to be Andy Benish's lefty practice partner. <laughs> so, I, I was I asking know. him, I'm like, what are you going to do? Like, how often can you practice? He was like, yeah, maybe once a week. I was like, well, that's hard. Yeah. So that actually, that, that's good for you because, like, yeah. that's really good training, too. So Yeah. So I told Win-win. Andy, I was like, I'm not a very good defender, but I am a 6'4 lefty. <laughs> And so I can be your miles for till May. <laughs> I, can, I can jump set. He was probably stoked. I've done it. I can't quite do it as well as miles, but I've done it. Yeah. Yeah. What about you guys? Tone, how is your knee? Let's get an update on your okay. progress. And, and what, is it, what, is it, what is it made out of? <laughs> you know, I had a whole knee replacement, basically. No, I'm just kidding. Dude, break it down. Break it down from like, um, you know. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So All of it. Obviously, we'll... we'll uh, Back up to when we were in New Orleans. Uh, got injured playing against Kristen Taren. Um, we did have a spectacular run, though. Went 2-0 and on the first day. Yeah. Beat um, Zana and Brandy, which was a huge win for, for our team. And then got injured. Um, basically had a little bit of a panic for a while. But um, immediately saw my doctor, who's done all of my surgeries, which 
I hate telling people that. They're like, oh my God, how many surgeries have you had? And I'm like, a lot. A lot. <laughs> a lot. I see the same doctor. He's done them all. What is uh, the count? Um, I've had um, three, four knee surgeries and uh, a shoulder. One of the knees is, was a clean out, so it's, okay. it's not necessarily a, you know, like an intense surgery, but... Um, regardless, uh, had an MRI, got actually really bad news from the MRI, um, which a lot of people don't know, but, uh, the only thing that I didn't want it to be was a partial tear in my ACL because you basically can't really fix it unless you do a full reconstruction. Um, and so you, you'd be out for almost a year or you could rehab and wear a brace. And I was like veto to the brace. I was like, I'm not wearing a brace. I won't do it. I don't want to do it. How come? Just like, uh, I feel like as a blocker, um, being, uh, dynamic and like being able to move is like obviously really important and being yeah. in a brace, uh, could potentially like limit my abilities. To, have you played uh, in a brace game. before? I have. I can remember the sand I in have. the joint, in the stuff like that's, it just seems like it'd be so uncomfortable like, too. indoor wasn't really a problem. I wore a brace, uh, indoor when I was, uh, in high school for a little while. Um, and I, I was completely fine, but I just feel like kind of what you're saying like the sand and everything in there like i just don't feel like i'd be able to perform at my highest level yeah Yeah. um so that was the news that i got from the mri and i was like what is this and then basically from my past surgery i so when you do an acl reconstruction they drill a tunnel in your bone to reconnect it okay um and my tunnel that they drilled had expanded and I had these cysts coming up through the tunnel, basically like the oh. debris from the screws or yada, yada. I don't know all the info cause I'm not a doctor, but anyways, yeah. the cyst was like in the top of the tunnel and it was like just widened out. And my doctor saw that on the MRI. It was kind of like, this is probably a little like something that we're going to have to fix eventually. Um, and so I had decided I'm going to rehab six to eight weeks. I wasn't going to do uh, – with the partial tear, I was just going to rehab six to eight weeks. And then the recovery to fill this tunnel was six to eight weeks. So I was like, okay, let's just do this. It's called a bone graft. So basically okay. they pack the tunnel with bone cadaver. Oh, yeah. Bone cadaver? <laughs> so like bone cadaver is a thing? Yeah, I have a lot of cadaver – in my body. So a lot of this stuff in my body is not mine. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so, so the bone cadaver and they basically like mix it with blood and they pack it in there and make new bone. Um, so I was like, okay, let's do that. When my doctor went in to do that surgery, he found out that my ACL was completely fine, which was hallelujah. Like amazing. Um, I just had a, uh, partial tear in my meniscus. So they just cleaned it out and, um, my rotational movement. So when I got injured, it was this, like when I landed and planted, it was like this movement. Um, and that was like laxed. Um, so he added like, uh, he called it a strap. I don't know the exact word for it, but basically like a, uh, a seatbelt. That's what you do. Yeah. Kind of like a little something on the outside. I have two new scars. It's like just like this little strap he inserted to help with this uh, supportive measure for that movement. Um, Remove some scar tissue from the past surgery and boom, we're here. Boom. (laughs) So when, 
What's the timeline of that? So New Orleans was in June? Uh, it was late May. The late May. It was Memorial late Day. May. Memorial end Day weekend, May. yeah. I had surgery June 10th, and then I stayed in Louisiana. It was just so weird how everything happened. Like, I was already in Louisiana. I didn't come back here. I stayed there for two months with the same suitcase that I packed for AVP <laughs> New Orleans. <laughs> so just, You just packed for one tournament you lived on those clothes? Wait, we actually we we came were in from San, San Antonio. Antonio. So okay. it was San Antonio to New so Orleans. Two yeah. tournaments yeah. worth of and, then, yeah. and then I stayed oh, for two months, um, which was great. I mean, saw my family and everything. I got surgery. I rehabbed with um, LSU. Okay. So obviously, uh, big thank you to them. They are absolutely amazing. Um that school has done so much for me, and I can't be more grateful for that. Uh, so I actually worked with an athletic trainer there, um, Sean Eddy, and then uh, I worked with uh, Beach Volleyball's new strength coach, uh, Gil, um, and she was absolutely amazing. So I kind of started getting you know exercises and rehab in there, and then when I transferred here back, um, I started working uh, with the Meyer Institute of Sport. Okay. Um, and I was with them for like two months. So when I got back, it was August. Was with them until like October, and then I was already working out with our strength coach Miles. When I got back, we started you know lifting in there. But yeah, um, uh, we were looking to play in October in some FIVB events, but um, I decided that I didn't necessarily feel like ready to do it, and I wanted Savvy to be able to go in perform at the highest level and so um, we made a team decision for her to go and play with someone else um, just because I didn't feel uh, ready and I'm glad I did it because I feel like going into this season I feel really strong and really like ready to go Uh, versus like if I would have maybe played in October maybe I wasn't necessarily ready yeah when I want to rewind to New Orleans it looked like because you served and ran up right uh, well, you served and got halfway there. Yeah. Well, it was the play it was, before. It was actually yeah. before, uh, it was the ball that Kristen sent over on one that I ran down and played and Savvy set me. And when I planted to jump is when it happened. Okay. Um, and I'm pretty like aware of my body. Like if I know something's wrong, like, you know, you can like tweak something and you'll be like, Oh, like, am I fine? Like in your head, you're like going through this, like, okay, am I fine? Like, did that hurt? Am I okay now? And, like, that, I did, you know, whatever I do in my head about that. And I was like, ooh, like, something's wrong. I was like, I think something's wrong, but we're going to go into the tech. It was the technical, yeah. I remember yeah. that right after we that did. point. We did, and I, I remember saying, I'm pretty sure I said, like, I think something's wrong, but, like, I'm fine. Like <laughs> She I, looked at me and was like, something's wrong. And <laughs> I had no idea anything yeah. that happened. Like, I didn't... She, she didn't fall. Like, she... I think right. you got a kill. It was weird. It was like, just weird. Yeah. yeah. And she goes... Happened. She's like, something's wrong with my knee. And of course, I'm like, what? <laughs> but she's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. when we go back and... Yeah. No, as soon as I, like, jumped and landed and tried to run, I knew, like, immediately knew something was wrong. Yeah. So it's, like, kind of weird. Like, because no one knew what was going on. Besides them, because I said before we went out there, something's wrong. Yeah. So I think, like, in my mind, when I sat on the bench, like, I was basically just, like, having a panic. Basically having a panic attack. Yeah. Uh, because, like, after going through um, two ACL reconstructions, you never want to have to go through. You never want to go through one, much less two, and then potentially right. three. It's like, 
I don't ever want to do this again, you know? Yeah. So, and then my last, uh, my last ACL surgery, like, um, on this same leg, I ended up getting this really like gnarly infection after and had to stay in the hospital for a week. So like, it's just like a lot of like things that are going on in your head, yeah. um, after getting injured and then potentially it being something. So on the bench, I just know that I was like, I was just freaking out on the inside. Yeah. Because athletes, I mean, even when we're not hurt, we're so much more hyper aware of every possible thing that's going well and not well with our bodies. And I feel like yeah. as someone who's, who had already been through two ACLs, you were probably so hyper aware of when something doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, like, did you, when you're sitting on the bench, did you know, have a pretty good idea of what happened? Yeah, like I knew... I heard a pop and, uh, I knew that the motion that happened was a twist. Yeah. Um, I do know that in my other times that I've torn my ACL, it was been like, I've been in like excruciating pain, like to the point where I'm like on the ground, like screaming, which that's like different for everybody. Like some people I, don't so have pain. Yeah. It's so yeah. interesting. So I was like, okay, like maybe this just is, isn't like the last time. Like maybe, maybe it is torn and I just am not in as much pain. Yeah. Uh, but I did know that something was wrong after hearing a pop and then, uh, the way that my leg twisted, it felt, didn't feel right. Yeah. ACLs are such an interesting thing because there's no contact. And so when you watch them happen, it looks so innocuous. Yeah. And you wonder how something so traumatic could happen to a knee without anything actually happening. I know. Cause one of my best friends, he tours ACL his freshman year of high school and he said it didn't hurt. It felt like, he said it felt like his knee just sort of fell out of his knee and he tried to stand up yes. and he just couldn't, he, he fell on his face twice and he was like, why doesn't my leg work? Yeah. And we yeah. like didn't believe him cause he was like, it doesn't hurt, but I just can't, I can't walk. <laughs> I can't do anything. It just gives out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird thing. Yeah. I remember like both times when I tore mine, like it felt like my knee was just like turned uh, the wrong way or like it just felt like out of place weirdly yeah but I was in a lot of pain so I don't even really remember so yeah but and Mm. I mean that puts you in an odd spot as well because obviously it's the beginning of the season and you guys had played very well up to that point as you said you had a great start to New Orleans you won your first event had a great win over Zana and Brandy and you were planning on playing the season together. Yeah. And then, Sav, what's your process like trying to regroup? Because at that point, most of the top players, they have it's their partners. And then you're just scrambling the rest of the way. Oh, yeah. Um, first off, I just think the, 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 the season was hard as it was, trying to figure out partner stuff and whatnot. But the hardest part for me was, you know, we're not just partners. We were like best friends. And we called a medical and she sits down and she starts crying. She's like, I think I tore my ACL again. And as a friend, like they had it, if you go back and watch the game, like they, you, you, they had us on camera, like crying. And I of course was like, we're forfeiting this game. Like right. we're not, there's not even a question in my mind. Like let could we make, we're playing tomorrow if you're okay. But like, d- don't even worry about today. And if we can't play this tournament means literally nothing like in the grand scheme of things. And Hearing her say that though, like, and seeing her cry and her mom coming on the court and her mom crying, it's just sent me. And then I go and I tell Taryn and Kristen and they both started crying because, you know, they had, they played together and it just, right. it was so emotional. It was just, and then we, you know, we brought her into the tent and 
she's still crying. Edwin loses his game, and he uh, apparently I wasn't there, like because I was in the tent with her, and I guess like he just came over and didn't even care about his loss. Just was so worried about us, like everything. It was like weird. It was like time stopped, and literally nothing else mattered. We're in the tent, and they're trying to contact people to get her seen immediately, and so we're kind of just. And I'm with Jen, and we're all kind of just there, and Taryn and Kristen are there. You know, I went and ripped a couple shots. (laughs) <laughs> because I was like so not okay, and Evan's friends came over and they were like, "You need? Do you need a drink?" And I was like, "Yeah." I was like, I was having a panic attack, so we took a couple shots because I was like, I need to like, I mean, try, and trying to make some light out of a horrible situation. Anyway, but you know, we ended up going. Nothing could have been done that night, so we went back, um, and we're in the hotel room, and we just got canes and played games, oh, and we we tried to you know, seeing how devastated she was and all she's thinking is the worst case scenario. So all I'm thinking is the worst case scenario, but we're trying to like keep our shit together for like one night. Like, let's just try and make the best out of this night. And I think Victoria and Taylor came over too. And then Chase and Evan were there. Jen was there. So we had a good group just playing games and hanging out. And, um, the next step from that whole thing was we were supposed to get on a flight from there to um, Lithuania for okay. a futures event. So then it's like scramble, scramble, whole shit show because they – I never booked an international trip on my own. So we all coordinated with Evan and he helped us because he's good at planning and he's gotten better. This was a, this was a big L. <laughs> We like booked right at the beginning. You know, we booked through a third party. <laughs> oh no! And didn't know it was a non-refundable flight through a third party because it was the we're broke and it was the cheapest flight. We're like, we're obviously going. So then I spent the whole day. Evan's mom's a, a paralegal, and she we were on the phone with this company. They barely spoke English, trying to get a refund. There's no refund, and she's screaming at them. And we're pretending to be like oh in, in God, a hospital. So and she gets on the phone. And she pretends to be me, and she's like crying. I mean, it was like we're trying to do everything. In 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 hindsight, we probably could have said I had COVID, and they probably would have given us a refund. Yeah, I mean, that's your golden ticket. For but anything. I, of course, was like my partner. They don't get. They don't get it. But to me, it made so much sense. Like my partner, I'm like yelling. She just tore effing ACL. We can't go to this tournament, and they're like. Oh, we're sorry. No refund. I, I we're hours <laughs> on the phone trying to deal with that whole thing. Oh, so, anyways, it didn't end up going. I think I tried to. I think I called maybe Maycraft and Julia at the time. I can't. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Last second, you want to go on get, go to Lithuania, and you know it just didn't work out. But it was too quick. Um, it was like yeah. right. You know, we were going in a couple days, a day or two after. Um, so it's funny. I forgot all of this even happened, but. Yeah, and then after that, it just kind of we, you know, it went into scramble mode and um, a lot of waiting. We didn't know a lot about her stuff yeah. for a bit. The MRI and I stayed. I actually stayed with Evan that week there. Um, that you know, we stayed till Thursday, I think, and then flew. And so we went to Baton Rouge and went to a, a doctor's appointment with her. Um, and so a lot. There was just a lot of uncertainty at the time. Mm-hmm. I was expecting the worst. Um, like an ACL tear, she's gonna be out for a year. Like I need to find a new partner. But then it was yeah. like six to eight weeks. So the whole rest of the season, you know, I got so lucky to play. I, I, you know, I played with M and and Jess and all all these different people and all these different events, and it it ended up being great. And I was able to continue to play. I was in. I didn't have to qualify for any more events. Me and M played in all the AVP events. Then and that's Emily Day. Yeah, Emily Day. Um, and then Jess Gaffney and I, we did some international stuff, played with Deanna. There are people that I am probably leaving out too along the way. I played with a lot of people this summer just trying to make it work. But um, 
it all worked out. I gained FIVB points. I made money. Like it was the most imperfect season ever, but it, we made it work and she was great the whole time. And Evan was my rock and, you know, working with, uh, Jen and Jen Snyder, who's our coach and, uh, Scott Davenport who know the FIVB system really well. And, um, yeah, just trying to figure out like, okay, who can I play with? Who has enough points to get in these challengers and, and whatnot? And all right, am I, how do I have enough money to go and all these, all these different things. So it ended up being okay. But it, the weirdest part was her recovery was like, okay, I should be back by this time. And then when that time came around, I'm like, okay. And she was so ready to play. She's like, I'm playing in Manhattan. And that was in August. She's like, we're playing Manhattan. And I, and I, I was like, Hey, I committed to the gold series events with M and, and whatever. But she was like, I could play Chicago. <laughs> she was so mentally, so ready to, ready to go, but it, you know, she ended up not playing an event the rest of the year, which I just think fueled the fire a little bit more. And like, I just think now going into events, it's, there's just a lot more probably confidence going into stuff. And, and, you know, as a friend too, and maybe this is selfish. I just was kind of like, I want to play in your first event back with you because however, you know, you lacking confidence or nervous or whatever, like I want to be that person. Like I've been through this whole journey with you and like, I want, you know, I want you to be comfortable on the court and I'm sure she would with other people too, but you know, that she had some opportunity I mean, she's a stud and she had some opportunities like late this year for central Florida or Huntington and all these things. And, you know, as a team, I was like, I know you want to do it, but is that best for you? Is that best for us? Is, you know, are you ready? Are there's a lot of moving pieces because she just ended up taking a long time to, for the recovery, which it ended up being better than we could have imagined. Um, but for me, it was like, if it was like, Hey, I'm done for the season, it, things may have been different, but maybe not. Like, I don't know, you know, Em and I did our, did our thing and then she didn't want to go to some international events. So I picked up Jess. So things could have been exactly the same regardless. Um, but she's my, you know, she's my girl and we were doing so well and I wanted her to get back. And, um, yeah, a lot, I, I took, a month off of volleyball, which I've, I don't think I've ever done in my life, um, in December because I just, less physical burnout, more just mental, um, burnout. And I'm the type of player that's like, whoever my partner is, it's uh, whatever you want to like, what, what do you want? I don't care. We can eat whatever you want. We can stay wherever you want. We can run whatever system you want. I'll split block if you want. I don't care. Whatever you want to do, I try to be super flexible, but I think that sometimes it's more taxing than I like realized it was and uh yeah. you know playing with different partners and traveling with different people at you know different personalities and like I said it ended up working out great and I'm so lucky to have had the season I ended up having um but yeah it, there's just a lot of phone calls to different you know what should I do oh and, and then people say oh no don't do that and in my gut I feel like I should and so you know I learned a lot about how to travel how to play with different people trusting my gut that's been a big thing like this feels wrong maybe I shouldn't do it or, or, you know, this feel, I feel like I should be doing this. And I made, took a lot of leaps of faith and they ended up going in the right direction. So yeah, a lot of up and ups and downs, but it ended up being a, a positive for yeah. sure. I feel yeah. like, uh, you, Zana and Haley Harward were just the three floating defenders. <laughs> <laughs> just whoever, whatever blocker could take. And Mo- Molly Turner too. It's, yeah. you know, there's the top group of defenders that, you know, sponsor Sarah, Hugh, Betsy, you know, Kristen, it's, there's that top group. And I consider, you know, and then 
like Zana played with Brent, you know, she did so well and Haley won an AVP and, you know, Molly, you know, did well at FIVB. And so it's, it's weird though. Like they're like really good in their set. And then there's like me, it was me, Zana, Haley, Molly, like we're all kind of in this weird, like, like you said, floater category yeah. and it, Haley, we've become buddies and we, she joked around. She's like, let me know who you're playing with next year so I can like figure it out. <laughs> I'm like, like she she was just so funny and like, yeah she and it's 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 cool that we have that relationship. We're total competitors and we probably always yeah. will be for the rest of our careers, 100. percent But it was just funny that she worded it like that. She's like, once you figure out who you're playing with, then I you know I'll see what my options are and and we'll go from there. It was just it was a funny conversation, but yeah, a lot of a lot of bouncing around, which is. It's good. We've all played with a lot of different people this yeah. summer. Um, all four of us played with. I mean, I wonder how many different partners we all had. It's okay. crazy. I talk about it all the time that I think that the U.S. has like seven or eight of like the top twenty defenders in the world. Which tone is a blocker? You're just sitting there. You're like, I love this. I love where I'm at. <laughs> no, a, we need more blockers out there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but you wanted to come back and play Manhattan. Still haven't played an event yet, obviously. So what's um, right? You haven't played anything. What's the recovery? Since, yeah, yeah. What's the the recovery been like? Like when did you start touching the ball, lifting, jumping? Yeah. So um, after uh, surgery, I mean, you wait like a week or two, and then you kind of start rehab, and it's very minimal stuff, and you you know you gradually. You ramp it up. I think range of motion is one of the biggest things, you know, coming out of a knee surgery, you want to make sure you're not developing scar tissue. So that's like kind of one of the first focuses um, through June, you know, like getting the range of motion and then immediately trying to activate your quad. That's like one of the first things that you lose when they go in to do a knee surgery. So I didn't have a lot of prehab, Okay. Um, which is actually really important when you have a surgery like you go you want to like really get that muscle strong because when they go in you're going to lose some of it so when you come out you still have some I think uh I mean I was strong before I went in but um obviously I lost some muscle there and so um I think that this rehab was just a little bit different because I wasn't in college and I I wasn't in high school like I was I was a pro athlete and to be honest like Yes, I did my rehab with LSU and I did rehab out here, but it was definitely like a different, just kind of different in general, like not having to like rush through the process. That, I think that was one of the biggest things. And that's kind of why I, f- I think I feel like really good now is because I wasn't rushing through and not to say that that's what has happened in the past, but like when you're in college, like all your coaches care about is getting you back on the court. Right. Yeah. Right. And they're talking to the athletic trainer every single day and they're like, When's she going to be ready? When's she going to be ready? Like, make sure you're doing this. Make sure you're doing that. You know? So it's, I think this go around, it was finally like, okay, this is on my time. This is like based strictly on like, how does my body feel? And like, how far can I push myself within the rehab and like getting back to the court? Um, so it, it definitely was a lot slower than I wanted it to be. And like I said, I wanted to be back in, I wanted to be back by Manhattan, <laughs> but clearly that, that did not happen. Um, when I got back out here in August, um, I immediately was in the I, – I was uh, lifting before I got back here. I was lifting with the LSU strength coach and then um, started uh, working with Miles um, with USA. And um, he's amazing, and we basically broke down exactly, like, what my goals were. And 
he knew I had surgery. And so it was really nice working with him. He was super, um, super, super helpful, um, in my recovery back. So, um, thanks miles. Uh, and, <laughs> miles. uh, I, believe that I was in the sand like starting to get back in the sand around the August period as well when I got back here I, I started working with uh, I'm in the the developmental program right now with USA so um, I started working with them and they knew I had surgery so it was really nice actually to come back and have like set training trainings with a coach that knows okay what are my limitations so that was actually really really nice so I I been lifting and doing those trainings since August. So I did that from August till now. Nice. Um, which has been really good and like uh, consistent. Yeah. It was cool too because a lot of us were in like when we were in Dubai and and, um, and Maldives and stuff. She had like they still were doing trainings and she had like privates yeah. almost because a lot yeah. of people were gone and they still were running the trainings and so and they, she had like yeah. one on one. Um, they could go as fast or slow as they want. So that was cool to see too. We're gonna take a quick break from the show. Not just any break. This is the Waiakea Water Break. Now, Waiakea has been keeping us hydrated all year long, not just with any ordinary water. This is Hawaiian volcanic water. In all those bottles you saw, what's really cool is that they're made up of 100% post-consumer recycled ocean-bound plastic. So what that means is that each bottle helps remove the equivalent of five bottles from ocean-bound beaches, waterways, and cities. So they're not just keeping us hydrated. They're helping out the environment, too. And try, that's not the only cool thing they're doing. That's right. They're giving back to those in Hawaii through the Kokua Initiative, which supports the local food banks and the nonprofits out there. Another really cool thing is that they make coffee. I'm a big coffee fan, so I'm excited to drink this product. And for every pound of coffee purchased, Waikia donates a book to a child through its literacy program. So use promo code SANCAST online at waikia.com to receive 20% off your order. You can also pick some up at 7-Eleven. Live healthy, live sustainably, live ethically, live aloha at waiakea.com. Thank you guys, the listeners, for giving support to the sponsors, which then allows us to continue supporting us. It's a virtuous cycle. We love it. We love that you're listening. We love that the sponsors are on board. And we love that Wilson Volleyball has been with us since day one. Almost five years now, Wilson has been working with the boys, and we love those guys. We love the volleyballs they make, the ball carts they make. We love the apparel that they make. I saw Troy Field playing golf with the golf clubs that they make. We love Wilson. Love everything they got, love everything they put out there, and as do you. And to get a 20% discount of all Wilson materials, just the volleyball stuff, get use the discount code SANDCAST-20. All right, that's SANDCAST-20 to get 20% off all Wilson materials. I mean, I'd say that off-season's coming up, but there's really no off-season. But at this point in the year, you probably need to restock up on volleyballs. I know I have. I just put in an order for 15 more. It's about time for you to do the same. So use the discount code SANDCAST-20 to restock on all Wilson volleyballs, the best beach volleyball in the game. This podcast is also brought to you by Athletic Greens. And guess what? Try and I just signed on another year-long contract with Athletic Greens, keeping the partnership going because it is one of the best 
partnerships we could have for this podcast. If you guys aren't on Athletic Greens yet, if you're not taking those scoops of those green veggies, I cannot recommend it enough. I haven't been sick in two years because of Athletic Greens, and we bring it on the road. They have these awesome little travel packs that they bring. you can bring on the road with you. I bring them everywhere. I haven't missed a day in the last year and a half or so, pretty much ever since me and Try started working with them. It's basically a multivitamin, the best multivitamin on the block. It's cheap. It's less than $3 a day, which it might sound expensive, but if you're investing in your health, it's cheaper than your cold brew coffee habit. It's cheaper than the lattes, and it's way better for you. All right, it's it's the the best all-in-one nutritional insurance you can get. I mean, Joe Rogan, he has it. Tim Ferriss is promoting it. Michael Gervais promoting it. Andrew Huberman's promoting it. All the big dogs are. We're just the little dogs here at Sandcast, and we're promoting it, and we stand by it. Me and Try, we've been healthy all season long despite playing two huge schedules this year, and Try's got another couple big ones coming up with Olympic qualifying. And the best way we're fueling ourselves, Athletic Green. And you can fuel yourself the same way by using our code athleticgreens.com slash sandcast. All right, that's where you get our partner deal. You will get five free packs and a year's supply of their vitamin D. That is a year's supply of vitamin D. Now, we're on the beach. We get a lot of it anyway, but you can always use more. It's so good for your immune system. It's so good for your overall health. So that is athleticgreens.com slash sandcast. That's where you will find our partner deal. So I cannot encourage you enough to pick up some athletic greens today. If you love the podcast and want to show how much you love the podcast, then get some Sandcast merchandise. We've got t-shirts, we've got tank tops, we've got coffee mugs, hats, long sleeves, sweatshirts, backpacks, you name it. If you go to sandcastmerch.com, you can find virtually anything you want. And if there's nothing in our store that you don't that you want, you can just send us an email and we'll make it for you. That's how easy it is. So if you want to rock your the merch of your favorite podcast today, tomorrow, whenever you want to get it, go to sandcastmerch.com and start rocking some Sandcast apparel. Looking for a book to read? Well, I know the absolute perfect one. If you're listening to this podcast, that means you are obviously a volleyball fan of some sort, be it indoors or beach volleyball. And that means that you have probably heard of a guy named Ken Steffes. And if you haven't, well, you can flip open our book, Kings of Summer. You can find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, anywhere books are sold. You can find our book, Kings of Summer, The Rise of Beach Volleyball. Now, Ken, he didn't do interviews for like 20 years after his retirement when he was 30. He's the most dominant beach volleyball player of all time. He won more than half the tournaments he played. He won the 1996 Olympic gold medal with Karch Karai, and we wrote all about it. We had the first inside look of the rise of beach volleyball from the first professional tournament in 1976 up until those 1996 Atlanta Games, the first that beach volleyball was in the Olympics. I had an absolute blast working on this book with Kent, and Kent had a blast writing on it. He's been writing a ton on Facebook. He is back in the beach volleyball game, and the best, I mean, it's honestly... You know, it's the work that I'm probably more proud of than anything that I've done because it, it had interviews from all the greats. It had Sinjin Smith, it had Karch Karai, it's got Randy, Dodd, Hovland, and then Kent's there the whole time, his voice going in and out and writing it with me. And if you're a fan of old school beach volleyball, if you're a fan of beach volleyball at all, if you're a fan of volleyball or the Olympics or just stories of greatness, that is the one for you. So go ahead, go to Amazon and pick up a copy of Kings of Summer today. Yeah. 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 Um, Fiapo, uh, I don't know if you know 
Fiat was awesome. Uh, he's amazing, and uh, he's actually got some. Uh, he's got twenty years of PT background, uh, physical therapy wow. background. So it actually it was like the best like case scenario that could have happened. Yeah. Like working with him and Jose, and so like him knowing where I'm at in my rehab process, and then being able to push me past a threshold or to that threshold where like I am, you know, advancing. It was actually really nice because I you know, coming back from injury, uh, it's a scary process. And sometimes you need someone to kind of give you that little push to get past that point of like thinking you can't do it. So, um, it was really nice working with him and Jose over the last couple of months, just helping me get back to sport. It's been really, really, really good. I'm not sure what I, um, maybe I would have worked with Jen, um, had I not had that uh, opportunity or resource, um, but super grateful that I did. So. And it's free, which is yeah, yeah, also amazing. super helpful. Amazing. Um, I started jumping uh, probably around. It was around when we were gone in, in, yeah, it was Dubai. in Maldives in Dubai. That, that was um, October. Like October. Yeah. yeah. So around October, which probably one day, like in my mind, everything was way f- quicker than I actually did it, but. Um, I, I, like I said, I feel really good. Yeah. I feel really excited. Is it, uh, mentally, how do you do coming back on the sand after mm-hmm. an injury, especially after sort of the mental scar tissue of having done it a couple of times? Cause I know, I mean, the worst injuries I've ever had are like sprained ankles, mm-hmm. but even that, when I came back onto a basketball court, I was pretty tentative of cutting and changing direction on that ankle. Yeah. Do you have any, did you have any kind of mental blocks you had to get over? Or are um, getting over? I think that as, like, I guess sand, I've never had an injury and then had to come back and play sand. Okay. So that was one thing that was um, interesting, right? The moving surface, like the not stable, like a lot, a little bit scarier than indoor for sure because, you know, you're on that stable surface. So I was definitely a little tentative when I came back out, like just being super careful with my movements and like just being like hyper aware for like a like it took a couple weeks until I could actually start like kind of moving past that point and every week you progress a little more and more and then you start feeling more and more confident so I think there was like uh glimpses of like mental blocks like we're like ooh I don't like I'm scared to do this but like they're saying I can do it so I'm gonna trust yeah like it's kind of like you just gotta trust the process yeah it's it's tough I mean you just kind of do it. And, and like, uh, just kind of thinking back to uh, – Savvy's talked about this a, a lot, you know, uh, thinking back to AVP New Orleans. Uh, in the Before the game started, I said uh, – Oh, my God, this was so weird. What did I say? What did I say? Um, whatever's supposed to happen tonight, like, will happen. And I don't know there. why. I don't know if it was because we were playing uh, – Taryn and Kristen. I can't remember why, but we were playing Taryn and Kristen. That's kind of a lot of hype, and they're from there. And we were yeah, we were definitely was, nervous, and like it was, just a weird... it was super weird. She literally before the game, we were kind of nervous, and and I don't know if this is if that's necessarily why, but she literally was like, you know, I've just gotten to the point where like whatever's meant to happen is gonna happen, and like I'm at, I'm very at peace with that. And then it was just you know it like weird. it's really <laughs> weird. She did that right before the game, and everything happened, and so it's like. I had a lot of people that were like, okay, you're playing with Tony. Like, you know, that's a physical, like, that's a risk you're taking. I'm like, I mean, yeah, like she's, you know, injured her knee a lot, but it's, it's almost like, 
you know, you know, everything kind of happens for a reason. And I just think that she hasn't even had a chance to really prove herself. Like, and I just think this is going to be like a, I don't know whether it's with me or someone else down the road, it doesn't matter. I just think for her, like, this is all going to be a part of a very cool, like fairy tale story. Uh, cause the fact that she said that and then <laughs> it happened, it's all just, you know, we all have different journeys and, and whatever, and whatever is meant to happen. Like we said, it's, it's going to happen, but you know, I just, there was a lot of time where she was like, am I going to come back and play? Like it was, there was a little point in time where it was like, if this is my ACL, like, you know, in, in, it was hard to have faith there. It was like, is God trying to tell me like that this is not my meant to be my, right. My path. Like if this is my third ACL tear, that's probably like, you know, can I come back from, from this? So yeah. it, it was, it, it got, it got a little dark for a while. Like, yeah, am I sure. meant to keep playing this? But it's all just worked out. And I just, I don't see that anything like that happening again. Like that, the, the thinking about the, you know, like, the, the, <laughs> the, yeah, thinking about the physical, it never really, it's like, yeah, it's a phys- it's a risk playing with anyone though. Like yeah. no matter who, anyone can, can get injured. Anyone, anyone yeah. can mentally be like, I'm freaking done or getting a slump. Like no matter who you play with, you're taking a risk, especially going and doing all the For international sure. stuff. But that never really was like in a thought really, because I just, I don't know. I just think this girl has a lot to, to show and, uh, it's just going to be a cool part of the, part of the journey. And you'll look back and be like, remember when that happened? Like yeah, remember, remember that. <laughs> that whole crazy summer? So yeah. I don't know, but um, it was weird that she said that before the game. It was funky. Yeah. Just like thinking about that and like coming back from this injury specifically. One, I think I've learned that like, I like am okay if I'm not playing volleyball. Like I can be successful and like in whatever I'm doing and it volleyball does not define who I am. So I think that that was one thing I learned this summer and, and I've, I've learned it every time I've gotten injured, but like this time specifically, I'm like, I'm, I'm an adult. I'm not in college. Like I have like real things going on and I'm like, okay, like I can be happy and not play volleyball. So I think that was one thing that was really cool. And then obviously when coming back to playing, like just trusting that like, I'm going to be fine. Like when I step back out there, like week after week, after week, after week, like I'm just getting better and better and better and better. And just like trusting that this is what's supposed to be. And so I think from this injury, like going into this season, I'm just like super feeling really like excited, blessed, grateful that like, I'm just going to continue to trust the process because this is just like what's supposed to happen. Yeah. Like it's, it's hard to like, being someone that's been injured so much, like it's hard to ever ask why, like that's not really like a thing that can happen anymore or like that even really happens. Like I don't really think about that anymore because I'm like, well, it doesn't matter why it happened because yeah. like it happened and mm-hmm. like I have to continue to like live life and like figure it out as I go. So instead of thinking about that, it's like, how do I get to the next phase? Yeah. So. And the, you know, the, the whole asking, why did this happen? It really just depends on the tonality of the way you're asking. Cause if you ask and like, Oh, why did this happen to me? Like you can be like kind of woe as me mm-hmm. or like, all right, like, why did this happen? Yeah. What can we take what away from do it? What can it? we yeah. learn? Yeah. Yep. And in a way, just being the, the compulsive optimist that I am, I do feel like <laughs> mentally you're prepped to have a fantastic season because you're going to be so freaking hungry to play volleyball. Mm-hmm. Whereas everyone else was playing their last tournament in December and the first tournaments in February. Yeah. It's month. 
That's it. That yeah. people were, and in a couple instances, I mean, people really only took a couple of weeks off of training before they got back to it. Where you haven't competed in a while, you're yeah, hungry. Literally, like everyone dying. else is coming in on a really shortened off season. Um, so I think you're kind of in a good spot mentally. Um, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Because, it, like, like you said, you took a month off volleyball, which you've never done never. in December, and yeah. I took a month off just because everyone played so many tournaments. So much, yeah. And if you didn't do that, or even like extend your off season into January, by the time August rolls around, like you're screwed. But I think you guys are in a good spot because you've taken the time that you needed to take, yeah. whether it was forced or not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, there were some forced days. I was like, you know, I need, I should not be, you know, I lifted for sure, but there was definitely some times where it's like part part of me was antsy to play and the other part of me felt guilty that I wasn't playing. Yeah. I'm like I'm going to be so bad when I come back but I I Evan told me he's like I've been having a hard time with uh my and I don't know why but like my uh decision making is very like wishy-washy like you know should I be doing this? And like I talked about earlier like making decisions to go play in certain tournaments and um take certain risks like that but just it's come down. It's weird. I've been having a lot of anxiety about just like life. I don't know. It's weird, but it even was like, we're in new Orleans and that was in, I was there the 12th through the 20th of December, which is like coming into holidays. It's the perfect time to just like let loose, have fun, like hang out. And I was like, uh, like, I feel like I like, uh, should I drink tonight? Like, uh, or it's hour out late with friends. Like, I, uh, I'm going to wake up really tired tomorrow. I should be in bed. Like, I was questioning, like, every, every little thing. And Evan finally was like, dude, you got to, like, make a decision and, and roll with it. And if it's yeah. the wrong one, you'll figure it out. But, like, I couldn't decide if I wanted to practice or not. And he's like, make a decision. And he's never going to tell me what to do. I'm always like, can you just, uh, should can I do this? Can you tell me what to do? He's like, he's like, what do you want to do? I'm like, I need a break. He goes, okay, so make the decision right now. Like you're not going to, you are not going to play volleyball until you go back up to Hermosa come the new year. And I was like, okay. And once I actually made a decision, I actually was the most at peace with that. I just was kind of in between. I, you know, I could have come up and trained with her. I could have like done at least something by myself at home or, whatever. But once I made the decision, I felt like content. And then it kind of was the perfect reset. Cause like new year's day was a Sunday. So it was like, come back, have that whole Sunday, to like get ready to go. And then the whole next week I can play like, I'm, it's like a fresh start. It, it just felt right. Like the timing of it and the, you know, the day of the week and everything. And you know, we, we got a couple of practices in last week, which is good. The rain like didn't really help. We still, we had one little rainy day session, which was nice, but, um, yeah, it, it's it's nice to like wanna because there was a point in December where I was like, oh, like we're in Turks and Caicos <laughs> for the volleyball vacations trip, oh, yeah. and Albi was like, are no breaks. I, think Holy was, cow. I felt so bad. For he her. was like, like what is wrong you. with you? You're just not yourself. Are you okay? I'm like, and Jen was like, dude, like she's not okay. Like she's not okay. Like she needs. A break. a break and a break. because and that whole trip is partying and playing and you're out and the, I mean, it's all, an amazing trip but it's amazing it's, a lot. it's, it's a lot. amazing it's but a lot. it's a like i remember last year when we did it i was dead after and i just we'd be out and we'd have dinner and we're i'm sitting at dinner with people and normally i'm so chatty kathy and i'd be sitting there like can i go home can i go home? <laughs> <laughs> like i don't want to talk to you which is so hard like because so i actually wanted to talk to them i just didn't have it in you. In you me. wanted to want to talk to them. Yeah, and then people were bringing out <laughs> trays of shots, and I was like, 
like, I don't want to do that, which just, yeah. it would have been a perfect time if I had felt okay mm-hmm. to celebrate like a great year and like be with amazing people, which we did. But there were so many nights where I'd go to Jen and be like, Hey Jen, like, cause she's done that trip so many times. I'm like, can I go home now? She's like, just wait a little longer. Like there's still a lot of people out, like wait a little longer. And then she'd come and like tap me and be like, go to bed. I'd be like, yes. I'd, like run to yeah. bed. And Evan would be like hammered with so- talking to people. And I'm like, bye, I'm going to bed. You come back. And I would lay, I'd come wake up a few hours later and he'd come back stumbling in. I, oh, so fun. Where were you? I'm like, man, I've been in bed for three hours. There's, but there's a couple nights where like on that trip, you feel guilty too. Cause like it, it, you feel a responsibility to like be on at all times yeah, talking to people on. drinking yeah. you know playing with them and there was a lot of times where I was like I'm not on right now a lot of times like last year there's only one night I think I went to bed like kind of early early is like 11 then this trip it was like eight o'clock and I was like I need to go to bed or like people were playing fours at sunset and yeah. I would I would just kind of like scurry off and like go grab a snack and, and go take, I took a nap every single day from like five to six thirty, And then we had our coaches meeting and, and then dinner. And right after dinner, I was like, I gotta go to bed. So, um, <laughs> it, yeah, there was, a, I was like, was, something's wrong with Tabby. <laughs> something's wrong. Cause then, you, but then the whole time I feel guilty. I'm like, yeah, no. I have nothing left to give. And it, honestly, it's better if I'm just not around because I was being a freaking party pooper the whole time. <laughs> I'm like, it's better if I'm just not here. Like, seriously, like when I, when I decide I don't want to do something or I she don't want to be there, sounds out. I'm, do it. There, it's hard for me to like turn or turn around. Like, yeah. So, you know, that was, that was a, a long week ended up being, you know, fine. And we had a lot of pros there. So it worked, it actually worked out perfect. And I, I was very open with Albie. I was like, dude, I am like done. Like, and coming from a tournament too. Yeah. That was a very emotional tournament. You know, we made Sunday and, you know, we barely lost in the fifth place game and, you know, to go, go to the semis and, and whatnot. And, you know, although it's a watered down tournament, it was still cool to like, it was yep. my first Sunday. Like, we technically made Sunday. We just couldn't play. That was my first Sunday. And, right. like, yeah, it's a watered-down field. But everyone there is freaking legit still. Like, the, yeah. the level, the girls' level is still so strong. So yeah. um, there are still a lot of emotions for that for that weekend. And I think even more emotional because I the, – the, we could have won. Like, there's definitely some AVP events where you come into it and you're like – there's teams that are just straight, like straight up. They're just better. Yeah. And like, we're only going to beat them yeah. if they play bad and we play freaking good. Yeah. Like there's just some of those events, like people are just so good. And it was the one weekend where I'm like, dude, me and Jess are like, dude, we can do it. We can like, it was so, we were so fired up. So, uh, like I said, the emotional roller coaster. It was just, I, I yeah. need to get better at like staying a little more like this. Cause I'm a freaking train wreck. Like with my emotions, I'm either, Evan brought it up cause you know, he hates when I get personal about our relationship, but I will very briefly. I'm very. Um, That's okay. I'm very. It's a sandcast therapy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. This is we great. Therapist. I feel way better. <laughs> I feel way better. I feel way better already. No, but he he actually made a good point. He was like, because I I always get like we're we're we've been together for you know over a year. We've been living together. He's been out here since March. Like we've been living together for a long time, and yeah. things are very just. Uh. I mean, good. Everything's good. Like, there's no relationship. It's weird, though. It's weird because, because in my mind, like, I'm like, why are you? I start creating issues and I'm like, why are you? 
why haven't you talked to me all day? Why do you hate me? Do you what? He's like, no, we things are good. Like I'm just content. Like I don't feel like I need to like do all these do all this and yeah, I didn't think you'd need like reassurance like we're good and all yeah. these things but he brought it up it was a good point which applies to my life he's like because I start going into like you don't love me anymore <laughs> just, just tragic it's just tragic but he brought it up he was like you're either like, you're like your range of emotion goes from zero to ten like and you're you can be anywhere in between but you're either a zero or one or you're like a like a ten yeah that's with you know, how you love people, how you are, like how you play volleyball, how you, you treat people, all, you know, all the, everything is just, I'm just an emotional person. He's like, I'm like a, my range is like a three to an eight. So like. Unless he gets a Kong block, then he's a 12. It, exactly. Well, exactly. I think, I think, <laughs> I think he's a three to an eight in, 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 life, in life, in volleyball. He's, he's way up there, but it was just, it was cool to recognize like. Okay, like he's like he, my I need to get my emotions like a little bit in check because that's probably why I'm so drained all the time. Like, cause I just am always like catastrophizing everything. You're a giver. And as, You're a giver. Yeah, but you want to give if I if you want to make it work, especially just volleyball, you, you gotta be kind of. Emotions are good when you're playing, but the second you're off the court, it's like there's no like you're not stressing about one thing. And like if you have to book a flight or you have to do this, it shouldn't be like this crazy task that requires so much energy like because if we want to maintain if i want to do another long year like that march to probably december you need to find find ways to like rein it in a little bit with the emotional roller coaster yeah sorry thanks for uh, my thanks you guys thanks for listening to my ted talks any times you want to come on cast therapy talk but it's good we're here here for you you know just talk it out (laughs) i feel great i'm glad you got that i have uh i found that two things in life mainly get that roller coaster to just be more just really yeah. like, like a kid's ride. Yeah. And that is age and um, like and real problems to have, like yeah. actual yeah. – because like losing a volleyball match isn't a real problem. It's not a like real Like we problem. live such – this just goes for almost everyone in America that we live yeah. such affluent lives that we don't have many real problems. We sort of have to invent things. You like create problems. Like yeah. sports. Yeah. You know, they're invented oh, problems. Crazy. They're good problems to yeah. have. <laughs> and I'm curious with you, Tony, because you have had some real problems. You've torn your ACL what, three times, shoulder another time, yeah. in that do you think that having undergone some very hard things mm-hmm. has made it easier for you to go with the emotional volatility of, say, winning and losing a match? Yeah, I think uh, I think the age I think the age point is definitely She's a, such a sore loser, a you plus. guys. I, I really am a big sore loser. <laughs> I, I I've gotten a lot better uh for sure, but I do uh believe that uh, going through obviously tough things um within sport has definitely made it uh more like okay, like losing a game's not going to kill me or I'm not going to have to take off volleyball for six months or you know what I mean? Like it's definitely, uh, put, it always puts things in perspective when you get injured. So, um, I've definitely learned that and I have gotten a lot better, um, with losing like in college. I, I was like, I, I'm just like a really passionate person. I, I I believe savvy is too. And I, I think that's why like emotional stuff is just like, so big because we just like are so passionate about about sport and things that we do in life and so um but like in college I you know wanted to win so badly that I would get if we lost I'd get so 
pissed that I would like like start crying like yeah. not that I'm like crying because we lost but crying because I'm just so mad like yeah. like I'm so passionate about wanting to win and wanting to compete and like doing it as a team so I think you know going through bigger things has definitely helped with perspective yeah. for sure and I never you know I never mean to trivialize the value of winning and losing a beach volleyball sure. match because it's what for you sure. do it's what we kind of, of all do for a living. Yeah, it's all, it's yeah. what you're doing for a job. So when you win or lose a match, sometimes those have it huge matters. implications, especially, sure. you know, if Tri were here, that can be the difference of paying this mortgage and feeding Naya. Yeah. So it is a very real thing, mm-hmm. but it is, I think it is important to have, okay, well, these are the, the things that really matter, which health is a very yeah. important exactly. thing. Yeah. Health, <laughs> yeah. you know, you lose a match, your fam- you still have your family, you still have right. your friends, you still, you know, you have all of these things that are, um, backing you still and these people don't you know I think that's the biggest thing people don't care like if you win or lose a game they're still proud of you regardless yeah and like just recognizing that you know like if I didn't return back to sport people would still be proud of me yeah you yeah. know like it's it's the same thing with winning and losing I I mean I just don't think anything's that big you know versus the win and lose yeah I mean obviously um um we're winning, you know. Dude, I, got, I get you. you made, <laughs> but speaking of Turks sure. and Caicos, last year we were in Turks and we did like a little exhibition and Tony lost. <laughs> and she I also was, didn't play with Savvy. So. She was so mad. I was so pissed. Like so I'm mad. Pissed. And I was like, this game more than anything means literally nothing. That, that game meant yeah. absolutely nothing. But I was pissed. She's come a long way because I, I was sure. like. Oh, she's so mad just in general. I remember I had like... Debbie's a, just meeting me too. So like this is like... Yeah, it was like <laughs> so <laughs> new. But like seeing me for the first time. Getting like, raw Tony right here. Oh, no. man. Oh, yeah. Definitely. But no, it's it's it, gaining that new perspective. That'll probably help me through a lot of stuff too throughout the season. Like yeah. having, you know, different perspective on everything. It's easy to get wrapped up when you're traveling and so all the tournaments, like you have a couple bad, I mean, there's, I'm sure it's inevitable. We'll have a couple bad tournaments in a row where we're just like, the world seems like it's ending, but yeah. having that different perspective will be helpful for sure. And I think um, that's also one of the most underratedly valuable things about being a team and a partnership is anyone can win together. Mm-hmm. You know, Trevor Crabb and Reed Pretty notably did not get along well. They can win together, mm-hmm. but it's how well can you lose together yeah. as a team? Yeah. And I think that mm. that is the difference between Amen. what makes good teams great teams. <laughs> you lose probably more than you win, that's for sure. So it's like... What's well, You know, people say that, but like you're going to lose more tournaments than you win, but, but your games, match record games, can still yeah. be yeah, yeah, you know, you 122. I think it's just when you, you when, you, you lose. when you lose, <laughs> like you can win your whole your pool and you can win a couple of games, but you're going to remember... Yep. The loss, yeah, way more than those five wins you had mm-hmm. beforehand. That just it just weighs. That's what, I mean. That's what makes the win that much better. But and I think that's yeah. also what makes exceptional athletes exceptional athletes. Yep. If if we didn't remember our losses stand out, we wouldn't adjust to make the adjustments. Exactly. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, win matches. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's kind of a, a good, a masochistic survival mechanism. Your vocabulary is just <laughs> outstanding. Oh You've said a couple just, words today, and I'm like, dude, it's just funny. Me I have just, no idea what it means, but it's me great. Me and Chase just started playing Scrabble, and I'm literally over there like, cat, and he's like spelling words that are like, he's using all of his letters in the in the thing, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> just like, Does like, he read a lot? Me. Killed me. Uh, not 
really, but he literally, like, like, when I say, like, he demolished me in Scrabble, like, I was upset. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> sitting over there, like, being a sore loser. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just want to be better at spelling. A good word. So me and Delaney, we cannot play Scrabble together anymore. Um, oh, but but we play Bananagrams because okay. Bananagrams doesn't really, it still favors people who are good with words, but how long your words are, how fancy your words are, doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. You're just making new words the whole time. It's it's and it's really mobile. It's a good, good travel Speaking game. Speaking of, we needed, I still have your ticket to ride. Oh, yeah. Game, so if you want to play. <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to do dinner again yeah, when, <laughs> when I'm not waking up and like, it's not today. <laughs> not today. Yeah. Oh, What's man. this season look like for you guys? Now that we have a healthy Tony, we have an emotionally healthy Savvy. Hey, she's back, emotionally stable. <laughs> Woo! Um, we're ready. Yeah, we just the first event we signed up for the uh, Doha Elite Sixteen. We're like six on the reserve list, so I don't. That hasn't changed in a couple of days, so I don't see us yeah, getting check in today. Still. Yeah, the men's changed quite a bit already because Evan and Logan went off the reserve list. They're already in, so that's that's changed. But the women's side hasn't changed at okay. all. Um, so I just kind of wanted to sign up, like, like I don't think we, her and I would be ready come that event. Like we could, we could push right we now and get ready, ready but, but with the process that Jen has us on, just taking it a little slower and like pretty much restarting what we were doing, um, we probably wouldn't be ready. But it was just nice to see kind of where, where we stood points wise, um, and just I mean if we got in we we would have probably gone like you know yeah yeah of course I mean at least 16 first event of the Olympic yeah. qualifying yeah and she only has shot. two so she only has two finishes so we have Australia and Brazil and Brazil Brazil yeah what about Brazil yeah yeah we traveled together to Australia yeah, <laughs> yeah we did we ate that uh, we ate that uh... That was a big trip. What was that? What Vegemite. Vegemite. Oh my gosh. We gave it to Savvy on the way home, too. Oh, it's like eating gasoline. <laughs> Pretty much. She and loves it. She loves it. Pretty much. So, hilarious fun fact that we are the number one volleyball podcast in Australia. Ooh. So, for Australian Ooh. listeners, you guys are psychopaths <laughs> for eating Vegemite. That stuff is so... I eat anything. I'm sorry. I it's do, too. Foul. It was. It was oh. very... And I put it on... Good. So, I put it on Instagram that... All right. Have to try Vegemite. Here we go. And I had my inbox was overflowing with messages, being like, "Oh, mate, gonna enjoy it." And I ate it, and I was like, "No, absolutely <laughs> not." We, we had it on bread too. Yeah, it was disgusting. Oh, and yeah, I thought I, I, drinks I, it. I really like it. Drinks it for but that's we grew up eating it. My <laughs> uncle's Aussie, so we grew up. That's kind of. Oh man, he'd pull it out, and we'd be like, "Yeah." Like, <laughs> I just also love salty things, and that's like over the top. Salty. I like salt. I don't go chew salt mines though. <laughs> See, I I could so I could I could lick my finger and dip it in a bowl of salt and like I love I could drink salt water. I'm weird. I'm weird. I'm drinking tequila. Burn the salt. Yeah, salt. But yeah, Vegemite for the Australian fans. I like Vegemite. So you know. so you're gonna be welcome back to Australia. Yeah, you guys. I don't know. I don't know about you. Um, yeah, so the next one is uh, La Paz. the La Paz Challenger, and there's you know there's been thought of like we may not get in with our points, but I think we believe we're gonna get in. I think we will, like the qualifier, the qual yeah, yeah the Challenger qualifier. Um, so we were looking. I don't know if there's an Orsega schedule or anything like that. Just because if she had one more finish, I think it'd be a no brainer. Yeah. But the, some of the teams, the points are so close. Like we have. 1,030 points, and I looked at it through all the other challengers throughout the past year. Anyone who had around 1,000 
was like top of the qualifier. Yeah. Yeah. But just way more people could be playing. We're hoping that because it's in Mexico, a lot of the European teams won't come. And I I think we'll be okay. Um, I didn't really think about it. I was like, no-brainer, we're going to be in. But, yeah. you know, it just only, all just depends. The only tough part is that it's followed by an Elite 16. Exactly. So, so teams made the, and top I think teams. Are they taking away the, the rule that the top six cannot play in Elite 16s? I couldn't. I can't remember if that passed. That was a discussion. What? So top, the top six. The points? top six teams in the world via edging points for the last year could not play in challengers. Oh, okay. But I think okay. because it's an Olympic year, oh, they, they might, might take that out, to. so it, you can get the your field will be tougher. Um, so I don't know if that rule passed or not, but because it's followed by an elite sixteen, I figured more teams would, would try do it. Yeah. So I mean, we're our goal. We're pretty much to sign up for whatever and and go play and. Hopefully we don't we yeah. don't have to play a futures we don't have to play a I mean may, playing a futures for me doesn't make sense but in Norseka I would play because it would help her, you know and those are they're cheaper and your hotels covered and they're super fun too so and you can't push out finishes exactly so if the worst comes to worst we have another uh, if we win it's a one sixty or well, I think me and Meg got it was like one twenty eight for a third there so it's it's something which helps yeah. um, and then yeah we'll sign up for the elite doubt. We'll be in for that, but you never know. We'll sign up for all of them. Then there's the two challengers in Brazil, so it's going to be just a lot of um, a lot of traveling. And it's nice that they have it sectioned off to different um, locations. You can kind of stay there and go. And yeah. we'll see the AVP schedule. And you know, obviously, want to play AVPs, but you know, we we are going for an Olympic run, and the the odds are way low. But with the, the odds are not in our favor. Not in our favor. <laughs> but with the way the system works, and if they're keeping the three out of four, like. You know, you never know, but the the women's side is so stacked. So yeah, we'll see. Well, we have no idea where we're gonna stand. Like no clue. Like we haven't played since May, and we were still in May. Like still not firing really. Uh, we to were our, uh, like we had had like maybe two or to three weeks of practice before we went to San Antonio. Yeah, like yeah, we didn't have like a lot with Jen. Yeah. Like, like we, we had no really structure. Have a lot set up. We didn't have anything really figured out like we just went out there and played yeah so it's like really actually exciting thinking about how we have i believe it's like nine weeks um Heck yeah I, i've been tracking it yeah <laughs> you know i'm like let's play yeah. um uh, but but like we get to actually like have a system like have plays like really like know each other well on the court and like develop like our team, which yeah. is like super exciting to do before actually going out there to compete against like the best. Yeah, so, yeah. Really ex- so it's really and, like exciting. if it comes down to it, if there's if it's between an AVP and an FIVB, I would. I mean, I last year it was like I want to do all the AVPs because right. they're fun and more money and whatnot. But like we'll we'll if there's conflicts. And we have opportunities to to gain points. Like we're gone. We're we'll be. We're gonna go. We'll we'll you know it'd be great to play the gold series and whatnot. But we have you know who knows when anything's gonna right. be. I figured the Manhattan, Atlanta, know. Chicago will be pretty similar. I feel and like people are worried about the AVP. I feel like everyone's always with walking always on the, edge like, the AVP. I've been hearing that a lot. I'm like, should I be worried? I'm not gonna worry about it. Eh. <laughs> We'll be okay. What's meant to be, we'll be. it'll be. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, a lot, a lot of volleyball to come. Uh, yeah. A lot, of, a lot of traveling and hoping to get some more sponsors. We'd love to bring Jen along to our events. And that you know, I know they can't be in the box at FIVB, but having someone there to help with film, help with warm ups, all you know, and she's really good for us um, with our emotions on and off the court, just keeping everything like shit happens. How like that happened how are we gonna adjust we're like on the court it's like okay you pass it there 
what what was your technique? What was your form? Was your feet, your feet were the, your knees, your shoulder, whatever, all these different things. So that it's good that she, he, she's honest like that. And so we will have a lot of time to build and, and work with her. But I mean, yeah, there's, it's hard to plan these summers because one, there's no ABP schedule. And two, we don't know what, at what, if we go and kick ass, we will move up, but then there's 28 days, the points don't get in. So it's right. hard to plan. Like, so we're just going to sign up and and get Hold get flexible, get good at good travel and living out a suitcase. So I like it. Yeah, just charge, charge. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. excited for you guys. I know. Yeah. Thank and you. And I know you guys mentioned that the odds, you know, not in your favor, <laughs> but TCU came into this football season. Yeah, on the dogs, baby. And tomorrow they're playing for the national championship. Yep. You know, so, you, you know, know. we're we're uh, we're actually working on a team name. So viewers, Ooh. you oh, guys yeah. got something? I know you guys haven't seen me play a lot of volley, but. Could be fun to, to send in some. Uh, I like it. We thought about it a lot we, and, 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 help us. and not gotten very far. Um, <laughs> We're not going to say some of the names, but. Yeah, yeah, uh, they're not good. They're not good. We'll so. put out a call on Instagram to our listeners for we need, team name <laughs> nominations. <laughs> we need some creativity because I don't, I don't have any. So, Rodrimo. <laughs> That's probably the best one so far. <laughs> You'd be good at. You'd probably be good okay, at. Okay, we're putting you on this mission. I'll, I'll do some brainstorming. That's good. Perfect. That's good. Why haven't we contacted? <laughs> we're gonna try. We're gonna try to do this all weekend. <laughs> did it all you're wrong. You're the guy. We did it all wrong. Oh, all right, man. we'll brainstorm team names. Tony, I'm excited to watch you get back on the sand. Happy that you have two healthy legs. Thank you. Saf, excited for you as well. Thanks. Let's have a good season, guys. Let's have a Woo. good season, team. Shoo, shoo.